0: Hello fellow Hoovians, welcome to Who Do Who Think Who this is the Doctor Who Rewatch Review Podcast, hosted by me, Jordy Steele, and Cultaholic, and Triple phrase Fraser Porter. Hey, what's up, Jordy? We're
1: unfortunately not joined by a guest, but it's just back to the regular two of us in your ears for this episode. We're kicking off mm. season three, because, right, season three, episode zero is Runaway Pride, but yeah. this is the official start of season three. We're kicking things off. I can't believe we are in the third season already.
0: I know. It's taken couple months couple months it we'll should start take end of january right if we if we keep on schedule it should take seven weeks to do a season
1: yeah there you go seven weeks so we are we're in we're in full on in the, the david Tennant run we're in a second season yeah so we with this episode we will have now had more david Tennant episodes episode. so there we go it's mm-hmm. exciting I'm I'm, I'm, I'm excited, I'm hyped for this season.
0: Yes. Of course, today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 1, Smith and Jones. And here is the poem I have prepared. Can the doctor find a new companion? Is it still too soon? Martha Jones, a medical nurse, doesn't expect to be marooned. Last week we celebrated Christmas in June. Now we prepare to watch a judoon platoon on the moon.
1: Oh, those bars are sick. Waka waka waka. waka, waka fresh. As soon as you said <laughs> June. Christmas June. in June, I know where you were headed, man. That was sick. I can't believe you just done that. Spin some, some rhymes. Yeah. Bars. Oh, wow. Yeah them bars we're we're obviously well Jordy. as you uh, we mentioned last week mark saying that you loved your rap Mm. most mostly so i think you need to go back to more rap and i feel like that one was your closest to rap
0: yeah i mean unfortunately you won't get your wish for the next one because it's shakespeare so i'm of course you're going to do some i'm preparing a soliloquy in iamic pentameter okay pentameter yeah pentameter
1: yeah? Okay, we've done a lot of in.
0: research into Shakespeare.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, well, we're kicking things off on the moon, so I'm glad you got the Jadun platoon on the moon in there.
0: The Jadoon platoon on the moon. Uh, this episode is directed by Charles Palmer, who directs uh, next episode, Shakespearean Code, uh, Human Nature, Family of Blood, Oxygen, and the Eaters of Light. Um, I couldn't remember what the eaters of light was and i had to look it up and obviously it's i i've completely forgot that was a doctor who episode okay what well, tell me a bit about it it's the one where the centurions are in scotland and they have to they're the scottish people are guarding a portal do you remember that one no yeah it's it's not a good one, I'll say. Where does it, it, where does it come? It's a Peter Capaldi one.
1: Okay, so it's like Brigadoon, what they're doing, with Gardener Portal. It's oh, wait, no, of... yes. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm getting little flashbacks.
0: They're all, and it's all children, pretty much.
1: <sighs> Possibly.
0: Because all the adults went into to...
1: We will get there. we'll We'll get get there there. eventually in a couple of
0: years um and yes it was written by russell t Davies.
1: is of course it's a classic davis episode
0: and i'm excited let's hear
1: the plot synopsis
0: martha jones walks to work one morning having various phone calls with her family members sorting out her brother's 21st that night when a man walks up to her takes off his tie and walks away she arrives at work, Royal Hope Hospital, and begins her day as a medical student. The class makes their rounds, and they come to a patient who appears to be the same man from before, with the tie. Although he swear, Oh no, he doesn't have the tie, because he's, he's in garb. hospital garb. Yeah. Although he swears he's been in the hospital all day, Martha checks his heartbeat, and then his other heartbeat.
1: I like this bit. We get the little... Wink from the Doctor. He gives her a wee wink. And then the her boss being like, Oh, you've forgotten where the heart is. And then she's like, I, I've not forgotten where the heart is, mate. He's just... He's got two of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Doctor gives her a little wink. And it's like, oh, cheeky. She's like, I've seen you before. So there's a little, little, little bit of banter going on. Nothing too flirtatious. Yeah. There's a bit of bander.
0: Yeah, she's like... Serves you right, uh, walking around all day. And he goes, I've been here. I've been here since the morning. You could yeah. ask the nurses. Yeah. You could ask the nurses.
1: ask the nurses. I thought it was quite an intriguing way to start the episode. I thought it was good.
0: Yes. And very... Um, would it, This would have been months after the Christmas special. Yes. So that would be your first introduction to the Doctor, if this is your first time as well if this is so, your
1: first episode yeah
0: your first introduction
1: to him is him taking his tie off and then walking away yeah. and then lying in bed
0: like so yeah. um on a break for lunch martha calls her sister who's outside the hospital and notices a storm cloud hangs solely over a building and the rain is going up suddenly the building disappears and is teleported to the bloody moon Martha tries to figure out what's happening, noting that the air should have been sucked out the building, but hasn't, And impressing the man who now dressed in normal clothes. The man reveals, he's the Doctor. They're only on the bloody moon.
1: It's, I mean, the, the, the rain going up effect was kind of cool. Uh, the storm clouds over the hospital, kind of cool. I mm-hmm. thought it was a good way to get them there and we're transported to the moon. It doesn't make much sense how they did it, because they don't really explain how they actually teleported hydrocoils or something, yeah something like that, but yeah, it's cool and I like how Martha is inquisitive and smart enough to figure out that there must be something protecting the air,
0: yeah, this ain't no Rose we're dealing with, this ain't ain't no 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 Donna, this is a A clever lady she's a nurse is is she, or is she a she's a trainee doctor, or a medical student's classified as nurses
1: yeah uh, possibly but she's, she is training to be a doctor
0: she's a scrub yeah spaceships land on the moon and out march the jadoon intergalactic anthropomorphic albino rhino police
1: i want you to keep rhyming as much as possible yeah.
0: <laughs> i like the sort of the beat that intergalactic anthropomorphic albino rhino police uh, yeah uh, it's good yeah i liked it Meanwhile, an old patient named Florence enters the office of Martha's mentor, Mr. Stoker, flanked by two men clad in black with motorcycle helmets. They grab Mr. Stoker and Florence, calling herself a survivor at any cost, takes out a straw and attacks Mr. Stoker. The Jadoon enter the hospital and begins scanning and marking the humans, searching for the non-human criminal hiding amongst them, which is bad news for the doctor. Full no slow mo.
1: I, like the little Photoshop little. Photoshop. I think i like i really like the jadun i think mm-hmm. they're great i think they're a really cool concept of space police that are rhinos essentially mm-hmm. um and i I like the the introduction to the villain here and it's the sweet old lady it's a clever concept the jadun are looking for someone it's in this hospital and there's this essentially a vampire yeah for all intents and purposes that's sucking the life out of people and trying to disguise as human. Great concept.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see. I know. I I know they were in the Chibnall era because they were like my favorite part of the Chibnall era. But I'd love to see a big budgeted Jadun fight. Um, like I I just,
1: I, yeah. I mean, we I, we've seen Jadun a couple times. As you said, he was they were in the Fugitive of the Jadun. I'm glad mm. they got brought back for that because we did get to see them in a better budget. Yeah, um, but they were also in journey's end and the stolen planets in season four yeah yeah so we gotta see them again then
0: yeah but I just I'd want to see I want to see I want to see one not in a in like armor I'd love to see the their take of like an old western grizzle grizzled army veteran has to save the day but it's a jadoon so, yeah um because I love them and and the Jadun and Ood, I think, are the best aliens because just of how practical and, and amazing they look and simple. I,
1: I would add the silence into that. I really love the design of the silence. Yes. The concept of the silence. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that.
0: Martha goes to Mr. Stoker's office to ask if he knows of any patients with irregular symptoms and finds him dead and Florence sucking his blood through her straw. Martha runs away in one of Florence's minions' chase. She finds the doctor and the two run through the hospital to a room with an x-ray machine, which the doctor increases to 5,000% power to kill the minion, destroying his sonic screwdriver. The doctor figures that... The doctor figures out that Florence was drinking Mr. Stoker's blood to mimic his internal biology and register as a human, passing the Jadoon's test. They run into some Jadoon who scan him, registering him as alien, and now they chase him and Martha... They return to Mr. Stoker's office, where the doctor confirms she is a plasmavore.
1: Now, I don't think we get an explanation as to who the motorbike-clad people are. No, and we don't get an
0: explanation as to whether they're humans. He calls them—they're plasmavore. He calls them slabs, and he's basically like, "See, look, leather all the way through."
1: Yeah, but what? What are they? Where are they from? I don't know
0: i'd but, say sentient but they seem very enslaved
1: yeah maybe the, maybe the doctor i mean the doctor strip kills yeah in this episode we mentioned he's a crook in the last one with they, a murderer in this one they remind me of thumb thumbs from spy kids yep yeah yeah they're pretty much yeah it's like a, a less ridiculous looking thumb thumbs especially the uh,
0: ones with like the ninja outfits on
1: yeah yeah, yeah. great villains <laughs>
0: Great villains. The doctor heads towards Florence in the MRI department of the hospital, but before he can leave Martha, he kisses her, claiming it could save thousands of lives. It means nothing. The doctor arrives at the MRI labs and finds Florence. Her remaining minion grabs him, and she explains that she has increased the MRI machine to 50,000 Tesla that will send out a magnetic pulse that will fry the brain stems of every living thing within 250,000 miles, except her safe in the control room. The Doctor pretends to be surprised at the revelation she is an alien and tells her the Jadoon are increasing their scans to level 2, knowing that by him kissing Martha, their scan of her would have found traces of non-human DNA and returned inconclusive. Florence says she must assimilate again and takes out her straw and sticks it into the Doctor's neck. As she sucks his blood, the Jadoons burst in. They scan the Doctor and register him as dead, and Martha, realizing Florence drank his blood, scans her with the Jadoon's equipment, registering her as non-human. They disintegrate her, but not before she activates the MRI scanner.
1: A good sort of conclusion to getting the villain done, because yeah, the, she the doctor portrays a good human here, like just quite an annoying character, and and he's like, oh, have you seen these big space rhinos? Oh, like yeah. they're
0: that looking would for mean an alien. you're
1: an alien. You're- no, no,
0: no. <laughs> no.
1: You're kidding, and it was great. I, I like it. And then she's like, "Yes, I am." And then pulls out the straw, sucks blood. Uh, yeah, great sort of way to to get around the whole non-human aspect. Martha really jumps on the, the he's an alien here bandwagon, and and really risks her life on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess she was doubtful up until this point when he kisses her. The the bio whatever DNA mm-hmm. traces are found on her, so yeah it it makes it makes sense but the jadun like finding martha inconclusive should also have killed her
0: well if they if they upped their levels of the the scanning surely just by scanning her it would have come back that she is human yeah i suppose i suppose yeah You're that's right. why it, that's why it needed to happen to to get a better test um The Jadoon begin to evacuate, no longer having jurisdiction over the humans. As the Oxygen runs out of the hospital, Martha gives the Doctor CPR, reviving him with her last breath. Running out of air and without his sonic, the Doctor crawls over to the controls and unplugs the machine. Carrying an unconscious Martha, he watches the Jadoon leave and begs them to send the hospital back to Earth in time. And they do. They do. Good guy Jadoon.
1: Guy Jadoon. Good guy Jadoon. Well, and I mean, it's it's would be quite a tragic end to Doctor Who here if uh, yeah if he didn't get sent back. But glad they did. Live to see another day. Would the Doctor just keep regenerating? Um. No, no, no. He would just die because he would need uh. he would need the oxygen still. Ah. Uh
0: he would we just go. cycle through his entire regeneration cycle
1: well we we would find out pretty quickly that he would just constantly regenerate because he's got infinite regenerations as the timeless child
0: yeah
1: unless I would quite like the, if they were to explain that even though they're the timeless child and prior to William Hartnell they had infinite amount of lives if the time lords put a cap on it mm. and then that explains why Matt Smith needed
0: new regenerations yeah, I would like that to be an explanation. So there we yeah. go. I'd like some explanation, some fix. Yeah, for what Chipnill's done. Uh, later that night, Martha does her makeup while listening to the doctor, t- while listening to a doctor talk on the radio about the event, and claims that Mister Saxon was right. We are not alone in the universe. After watching her divorced parents and her dad's girlfriend argue outside the party venue, Martha notices the doctor watching from an alley. She follows him and finds him standing outside the TARDIS. He invites her to come with him, but she is worried about family, medical school, and rent, to which he explains it's a time machine as well. She doesn't believe him, so he travels back in time to the moment they met at the beginning, and returns having removed his tie. She enters the TARDIS, which, guess what, Fraser?
1: It's bigger on the inside.
0: It's bigger on the inside.
1: It's smaller on the outside.
0: It is. It's, a, it's a new one.
1: Yep. There we go. I, that's my that's my favorite reveal of the tardis. But yes, it's bigger on the inside. Martha is now the new companion. We've got a new new one. It's re, she's replacing Rose, but the doctor's like, you're not replacing her. It's just one journey. And then I'm to say thank you. Then you're back, but you're not replacing her. Wink. Yeah. Which he gets quite annoyed at. And is, and then she's like, oh, you're not my type. And then he's like, good. Cool. Let's go. Let's travel. Uh, But of course, that is the episode. But that brings us on to the number one trivia podcast within a podcast on who do who think who are. It is, of course, Whovia, hosted by me, Fraser Porter, and joined Hi, Mr. Geordie Steele. How are you, Geordie? Thank you. you. Oh, I'm, I'm great. Thank you for having me again. You're you very welcome. Uh, you're a regular now on the show. I think I can pro- promote you to season regular, Oh, thank uh, you. at least. Uh, we will kick things off. You said in your poem tonight, at the top of the show, the Jadoon platoon upon the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this was actually written as a joke towards David Tennant directly, as the Scottish accent, which is David Tennant's natural one, as mm. is ours, makes it very difficult to pronounce the syllable "oon" in an English accent. Jadun, Jadun platoon upon the moon, the moon,
0: the, the m- moon. moon, Jadun platoon upon the moon.
1: But they wrote that as a joke to make him really struggle, and I think it made. I, well, I quite hate the line. <clears throat> when Martha and the Doctor first step onto the balcony, and Martha says, <coughs> 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 which what is a very weird line to deliver, <laughs> <laughs> steps out onto the balcony, and Martha says that because uh, there must be extraterrestrials, she refers to a cousin named Areola uh, this was, of course, the character that Freema played in Army of Ghosts. Uh, it was a role that convinced the directors to choose her to play Martha. So they kind of tie it up to be like, yeah, we look alike, but...
0: Identical cousin. cousins.
1: Yeah, right. Um, at the start of the episode, the doctor is wearing some pyjamas, the same that he did in Christmas Invasion. They're the same pyjamas. So he's ah. the ones that he was given that were Jackie's boyfriend's thingy. Mm. lover the doctor owns them now and wears them recreationally um this is the very first time in doctor who history that he the doctor reveals that he has or rather had a brother yes now i was thinking we've not obviously this is the first time we've heard of it could he be referring to the master possibly as maybe not not our blood brother Mm -hmm. but like as an actual relative but someone he classifies as a brother yeah um but yeah first time we've got a reference to that speaking of we have two mr saxon references on this episode can you name any of them
0: well there's the one at the end where uh, the doctor's talking on the radio and saying mr saxon was right um and the first one i'm gonna guess is on our news report so the
1: first one is referenced on a television news report about the disappearance of the hospital. And then the second one is an election campaign poster visible on a wall before uh, Martha enters the TARDIS for the very first time. Oh, so there's three. So there's three. But, well, oh. I meant two. One to one, oh, right. the one you mentioned. Um. So yeah, there was an election poster behind her on the wall uh, that says Vote Saxon, and it's very visible. Like, it's does very it, visible.
0: Does it have... St- John Sims on it though.
1: It does not have him on it, but it's got a big vote saxon and then a big cross in the box. Mm. Um when the Judon are first cataloguing all the patients, the doctor mentions that the hospital has a shop. Uh, which of course uh, is a running joke and a running <laughs> gag that he expressed disappointment in New Earth that the hospital like didn't have a shop. And he likes a little shop. Uh, the original special effect for the Jadoon weapons, in which the victim's skin would be seen to boil away, was considered too frightening, so it was altered to make them dissolve instead. But mm. apparently their skin was meant to, like, pop. Ah, that would have been great to see as a child. As Yeah. I, I, it would make... The way in my head is, is the boys. Yeah. That <laughs> I've effect, literally
0: been watching that today. Yeah,
1: that first episode of season three. Yeah. Whew, Um, so we didn't want to see anyone explode in this Um, a set piece in which the Doctor and Martha flee from the Judoon by scaling down the hospital on a window cleaner's window cleaner's cradle uh, had to be cut due to its length but then they reused it in Partners in Crime Mm. Martha also becomes the first character in all of Doctor Who to use mild profanity with the line we're on the bloody moon yeah. So bloody, if you're calling it profanity, she's the first one to use any profanity at all in Doctor Who. Uh, which I think actually watching it there, I was actually taken back and being like oh, that's, that's a swear word. She swore. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor sarcastically mouths along to with Martha when she enters the TARDIS by saying it's bigger on the inside and he mouths it along with it. Uh, this was actually ad-libbed by David Tennant. Is really? it really? It was not planned. He just decided to live along and the camera caught him, so they mm. used the shot. Um, which I think actually adds to it. I thought it was really good. Uh, this is the first story since Rose to lack a pre credit sequence. Just goes straight into the opening opening credits. Now the name of the episode. This isn't the working title point. I'm going to get to that. Okay. But the name of the episode, Smith and Jones, do you know what is in homage to? Um, Holland Oats. It's not Holland Oates. <laughs> uh, it is uh, Men in Black. Oh yes, of course. Smith, Smith and Jones, which obviously uh, there several, has several undercover aliens posing as humans in that film. Uh, so they tied it to borrow the name Smith, Jones. Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, of course. Uh, in turn left the events of this episode are actually revisited and in that timeline martha sarah jane smith luke smith maria jackson and clyde langer are all killed stopping the plasma plasmavore as the doctor died during the events of the runaway bride um which we will get we will get to turn left in a few months time in the final moments of this episode the doctor is describing his actions as he begins to pilot the tardis he says handbrake off and then we hear the telltale sound of the TARDIS dematerializing um but in a future episode river song is piloting the tardis and it makes no sound when asked why she replies the doctor intentionally leaves the handbrake on implying the signature grinding is definitely on purpose so what's what's he doing does he know how to fly the TARDIS? steven mm-hmm. uh the working title of this episode geordie what is it martha yes uh, it was intended to be a parallel to Rose. Uh, the plan at this point was to always, when they were introducing a new companion, to name it after that companion. But they kind of just bucked that trend and thought, let's go with Smith and Jones. But that is all the hoovia we have for you today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that trivia show. Make sure you tune in next week. Uh, I've been Fraser Porter. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fraser Porter, and you can follow Jordy. On Twitter.
0: Uh, real
1: Jordy Steele. So let's get back to who to think who who do who think who are.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for our segment we like to call the Satan pit. it's Satan pit, it's the Satan.
1: We paid a lot of money for that, Jingle. Yep. Uh we paid a lot of money. Now Jordy I've been thinking. Okay. I've been thinking. Don't hurt yourself. I know, right? I don't know <laughs> what to put into this sitting pit right now. Okay. Because I've chucked in a lot of off related content. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. So I'm trying to rack my brains as to what could I do. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I know. We've not got to it yet. Okay. But I'm getting there first. I'm putting Oof. in The Lazarus Project. Wow. Because it's similarly bad and it's not good. And I don't like the episode. Mm -hmm. Purely based on the villain. Mark Gatiss, get out of there.
0: It's a weird human scorpion thing.
1: Yeah, didn't like the CG. It was pretty bad. Um, We're not there yet, but I'm I'm preemptively putting it in the Saints pit because it looks
0: terrible i'm surprised uh, you haven't just put spiders in yet
1: that's we'll get
0: there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we'll get there yeah but I'm uh, put, yeah professor lazarus i'm going to put trying to keep in 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 line with the themes of this episode i'm going yeah. to put the moon the entire moon into the satan's pit there's no more waves the entire moon. The entire moon. Shove it on. Da- no, I am. Uh, you know, to- in Doctor Who canon, the moon is an egg. Yes. And it also. Yeah. It's a dragon. What happens to that dragon? <laughs> we'll never find out. Your it's guess is as good as mine. I'm going to put um countries that don't have free health care. I like that or countries I, not having free health care to to not so countries without a welfare system yeah and and universal healthcare, yeah
1: and yeah but I, think, I didn't care so like shove it back. no so you're chucking you want to chuck
0: america in it yeah namely america yeah, um, yeah. not having the concept of not having free health care for everyone yeah i don't understand understand it in america where people
1: argue that they shouldn't have universal healthcare like why wouldn't you want healthcare for for yourself and
0: people yeah i don't know how how the common folk can argue but i it's it's because the the healthcare is too privatized by now that all the companies are like but we don't want you to and we pay you to run the the country
1: yeah, that's pretty much it. That's a big controversial topic that you're putting in the Saints Pit. I went, of course, for Professor Lazarus and you went for the concept of countries not having universal health care. Big um, picture
0: here at the Houdou you are who are offices.
1: Yeah, we are thinking big picture. We're thinking the future. We're thinking about you, the listener. Yes, um, that was a Saints Pit, Jordy. That was a Saints Pit. Fraser,
0: what did you think of Martha and Jones?
1: No, what i really smith and jones i really liked smith and jones i thought it was actually a really really strong episode to introduce martha i thought she uh w- was great in this episode really stands apart from rose stands apart from donna from the christmas special because even i mean I just watched that one as well it was like she, martha has a lot a, a tough act to follow in both rose and donna mm-hmm. as a single companion I think her chemistry with David Tennant is fantastic. I really enjoy their their dynamic in this episode. Um, I thought the the feel of this episode felt completely different to like season two. Like it just felt a bit newer, which of course it is. It's a, a year later, but it just felt it felt how I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Whereas season two, it was great and how I was remembering it, but it wasn't as like it didn't look as good or it didn't look there were certain effects that weren't quite there whereas this is is how i remember yet it's not hd yet but this thinking back obviously i was older this was 2007 Mm -hmm. so i would have been what nine at this point when it was airing right um it's how i remember the show being whereas previous series it was sort of like oh this is just not as good as I remember it being in terms of quality and lo- uh, in visual quality. Um, but I really like this episode. I'm going to give it a...
0: 6.5. Wow. What do you think, Jody? I'm going to agree with you. I really like this episode. I think for... So far, it's the best introduction to a companion. Um, uh, despite uh, uh, save uh, Donna, because obviously she gets reintroduced. But as a as a full time companion, I think this is a better episode than Rose. Um, and obviously, with the Jadun, it's going to get extra points. And it had it had story elements that I completely forgot about. I forgot about the whole them running out of oxygen thing um so that was a nice surprise and it was a a cool sort of action sort of threat um yeah i i really liked it and i really like the you can tell david's getting into the role better and he's he's it's it's fitting like a a well fitted shoe now I also
1: uh, want to add. I think the blue suit is my favorite. All right, I I just really like the blue suit. There's something about it. Like hmm. when I think David Tennant's doctor, it's it's that suit. Right. Um, because he's it's like a couple of my favorite episodes. He's wearing that one. If I'm if memory serves correctly, um, I think he wears it in the silence in the library, as well later on just like the blue suit.
0: Yeah. That's All cool. his wee suits were really nice.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to see what suits he wears when he comes back.
0: Oh, no news since, since a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago. There has been. Oh, has there been?
1: Uh, yeah, there has been. Uh, so there's been some set photos leaked. Um, Let me just get it up so I can definitely tell you. Uh, the police
0: are coming for you.
1: They are so we we saw on set two or some some monsters in characters and stuff like that. So we've seen Bernard Cribbins appear right, in set photos, but we've mm-hmm. also seen now you might not know who who this is, but beep the meep. We've got beep the meep
0: appearing. What the hell is a
1: beep the meep? Okay, so. Beep the meep is like uh a... Is that like Brum? No, it's um it's it's a it's a a cheap type character, I guess. Uh I'll see if I can get you a photo just now. I'm loading up Twitter. So Beep the Meep is that little white It's like a rabbit thing. Rabbit hamster thing. Um and we're getting those little Cockroach style tree things. All right. We have seen on set. All right. Is and that concept art or something? Beep the meep. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that is not concept art. That is straight from the comics. Okay. Oh, so Beep right. the meep. Beep the meep is
0: uh. <sighs> Russell's bringing to, in comics canon.
1: He's bringing in con- comics canon. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it's a he's a round furry biped, who believes his true nature is a, as a malevolent, homicidal, would-be conqueror and dictator.
0: So, he's... I he's, cannot wait for Russell to come like, back. Oh my god.
1: Um, it's a character that I'd never thought would translate over to... I've only really heard the name beep the meep not really knew about it that much Mm. and then i sort of went and we read about it i think their planet was ravaged or something by and they're one of the last so their their duty is to conquer others or like think gore the god butcher Mm -hmm. but beep the meep (laughs) i love Um, him and then the big tall alien things that were with it I think are space police. All right. So kind of like the Jadun, uh the the yeah, the Wrath Warriors. Um is what they are. They're intergalactic police force created to battle the meeps. Oh my god. Um so it might not be beep the meep, but it might be a meep that we've seen in the set photos. Mm-hmm. Um but fans are speculating it's, it's beep the meep. um
0: yeah D- dirty beep
1: so there, there's been a few things on set there's been a few set uh, scenes that have been leaked in yeah. terms of what's been happening there's been a few st- stunt scenes with david Tennant's double like jumping over a taxi and stuff like that and running right. along streets being chased by non-existent things but will likely be added in Mm-hmm. um but the outfits there for the the wraths or the wraiths and the and the meep are all
0: practical i cannot wait they've there's been reports that bbc bbc want the this show to rival what netflix and hbo are putting out so if they give them and especially with the new production company behind it it can just look so much better and and cinematic yeah and I mean, to be fair, to be
1: fair to Chibnall's era, the they did make it look way more cinematic,
0: but only in like, only in in looks and not substance. If yes, that makes no, sense. I, I I agree with there, but they've got
1: the look down mm-hmm. in terms of cinematic look. They just need the the actual quality to rise up with it. The only thing is, I'm worried with it going back to Bad Wolf as a production house or going to bad wolf as a production house is that it will be very they'll not do as many on location shoots mm. which i guess is not really a worry it's just i did like that aspect of the most recent stuff with doctor who and like oh they they are actually clearly in a different place and not just Wales, but dressed to look like rome um yeah. so you know maybe, maybe they'll do that but it's sony that owns bad wolf so
0: they've got a big mm. budget yeah what number did you give Smith and Jones? Six point five. I've given the seven. Okay. I think I think both
1: both are fair. I was very close to giving it a seven. Um but I think yeah, six point five. It's as I, I agree though completely that this is a better episode than Rose.
0: Mm-hmm. But what did you think of this episode, fellow listener? Uh fellow listener, loyal listener. Did you hate it? Did you love it? Did you uh... Think nothing of it. Have you skipped this one? Did you watch this episode? Why didn't you watch this episode? Have you just figured out there's another episode that you haven't watched? Watch it. Idiot. But you can tell us on Twitter at Real Geordie or at The Fraser Porter or at Doctor Who Pod or you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can also rate this podcast five stars. You can subscribe, you can like, you can share to everyone.
1: Yeah, you can do all that. It really helps us out, especially if you give us a five-star rating.
0: Yes. Uh, next week, Shakespeare. Ooh. Yeah, you, better, you, you better
1: start writing your poem and your sonnets soon.
0: I've I've started writing it. How long is it? Um, it's well, iambic pentameter Fraser are lines made up of basically ten syllables. Uh, with the uh, uh every second syllable having the emphasis um well, so it's yeah is,
1: it's gonna be fun I, it's I don't gonna be envy fun. the fact that you started your poems
0: it will be interesting but, um but yes, but. uh you can look forward to that next Monday, folks, but I hope you have a lovely time until then. I hope you have a lovely weekend and remember stay, stay hooked. hooked.